This, this is being Hi, everybody. I'm Catherine, and I am a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater, and thankful to be in a meeting tonight. And um, welcome to the launch. <clears throat> excuse me, of the <clears throat> the gluttony season. Um, unless you, it began for some of you on Halloween, or maybe Labor Day, or maybe Fourth of July, or maybe January first, because. I was a year round glutton. I didn't limit it to holidays. And <clears throat> I am a compulsive overeater and a junk food junk junkie and thankful for this wonderful OA program that has not only saved my life, but given me a life. And uh, before, uh, a little bit before the meeting started, my son called, <clears throat> I said, I can't talk. Why not? I'm busy being nervous. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, I'm supposed to share my OA story tonight. And uh, he said, well, you, you know your story, don't you? And I said, yes, but I'm afraid I'll forget it. And, uh, oh, mom, he said. And uh, I said, I've never spoken to such a large group before, and I know I'm going to go blank, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, mom, forget it. I said, look, I got to go. I have to keep being nervous. <laughs> so, um, actually, that kind of relaxed me. Um, I'm maintaining 100-plus pound weight loss um, for 30-plus years. Uh, my current back-to-back -back abstinence is uh, about 13 years. And um, when I broke my abstinence this time around, um, <clears throat> it wasn't with a binge. It was uh, taking back my will. I was at uh, a party in Maryland, and you know what they're famous for, right? Those things that float around in the ocean. And um, there were these crab cakes there. And I didn't know if they were safe or not. And um, I asked and nobody could tell me, but I had one anyway. So I, I began counting my days again from then. And uh, damn, I didn't even have a good binge out of it, you know? But if I had binged, then um, you know, I may not be here today, <clears throat> literally. And um, you know, I okay. Um, so you've asked me to share at this gratitude meeting, and I am very grateful for all my blessings in OA. Um, but I won't be constantly saying I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for that. You can just assume that whatever uh, good has come my way, I am very, very grateful for it. <laughs> um, I'm not a recovery expert, but I am a binge expert. I'm an eating all day expert. I am a, I'm an ick. What is an ick? a bulimic, <laughs> an addict, or a anorexic. So I am among the icks. And sometimes we trade the way that we handle our food. And I am happy to say that I have never had that experience, although I did try to purge and it didn't work. And I'm very grateful to God. Um, I came into this uh, program because of suggestion of a therapist. I had started a new job and um, 
there was a therapist coming to the office once a week and it was free. So why not? So I went there and complained and, and uh, dumped about my son, who is um, a difficult personality. And uh, she said, anything else? I said, yes, I don't like being fat and 40. And she said, oh, I know where you can go. I know the place for you. So she, in effect, 12-stepped me. She had her secretary look up meetings in my area. And of course, I selected the Monday meeting because that's when I started all my diets. And um, I went in with great expectations because I had once read uh, before that uh, a little article from an advice columnist who suggested Overeaters Anonymous. And she stated that there were no dues, fees, weigh-ins, or diets. And I thought, wow, that sounds wonderful, but I'm not that bad yet. Well, turns out I was that bad. I had, uh, I was a skinny kid, um, and uh, I was a very fussy eater, but that didn't prevent me from scarfing down three pastries every morning for my breakfast. I only liked the goodies. Uh, and the sweets and the carbs. And uh, today it amazes me that I never had a green salad until I was about 19 and went over to an Italian boyfriend's home and his mother served a green salad. And I thought at the time, well, when is she going to bring on the dessert? <laughs> but anyway, the point is that um, I had to learn to eat. Looks like she's frozen up a little bit. Catherine, can you hear me? We can't see, we can't hear you for some reason. I don't know if it's your internet or what. Catherine, it, oh. Do you have her phone number, Judith? She's back. Okay, I'm sorry for the um, interruption. Um, as I say, all my uncles would say how I was solid. Well, I didn't want him to, I didn't want any of them to notice my body, let alone comment on it. So um, I continued to expand. Uh, maybe I was about 20 pounds overweight when I uh, was uh, about to go into high school and in the summer, uh, not high school, senior year in high school. And I um, went to my mother's uh, one diet book. I mean, isn't that amazing? She only had one. <laughs> and I started reading up on nutrition. And uh, what I took from that was, uh, Watermelon was uh, a pretty good choice if you wanted to lose weight. So I invented the watermelon diet. So I had a lot of watermelon that summer. And by the time I went back to school, I was a tiny, petite, thin person. And uh, on the first day of school, I always had a new outfit. And my outfit for that year was uh, an orange of all things. Um, what we called straight skirts back then. Today they're called pencil skirts. And um, so uh, 
it was a very hot day and I sweltered, but I was going to wear that skirt. I was so proud of my new body. And I began to date and uh, the weight didn't come back. Um, you know, I continued to be careful, but I was able to go out um, to a movie or a dance or whatever and have a fourth meal after that. And it was certainly not a healthy meal, but I thought that I, the whole dating scene was great. The guys paid for everything and I got to eat some really good food and uh, I was in heaven. Well, Finally, I married one of my boyfriends, and uh, I had a baby, a uh, baby boy, and um, I didn't even have to wear maternity clothes until uh, three months before he was born. And uh, when his brother, when I was pregnant with his brother a couple of years later, I could not stop binging. I couldn't stop eating. I had to have all the junk that I could uh, get my hands on. And the doctor warned me that this was dangerous. It was dangerous for me. It was dangerous for the child. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, that child, uh, you've heard of alcohol syndrome babies. I think he's a sugar syndrome baby because he is morbidly obese today and has had a weight problem all his life. And um, he knows what I do, and he's welcome to come to this program. Um, anyway, um, I was very unhappy in, in that marriage. I began to have a lot of resentments. And uh, to soothe myself, I uh, continued to eat. And I got bigger and bigger, and uh, I robbed. I stole from my family. Um, money was tight. My husband was in uh, law school at the time. And uh, I spent my entire part-time salary on our food. And uh, I was buying all my binge foods and uh, eating them and had to go back before the week was up to get more. And uh, rather than um, if I hadn't spent so much money on the food, then we would have had a better life. And um, so anyway, fast forward uh, with that, I was so unhappy in that marriage, but I didn't have the courage to leave it. So, uh, and my husband, uh, uh, well, my family, I should say, uh, bribed me, uh, embarrassed me, shamed me, supported me. I even got a hundred dollars from my mother-in-law at the time to buy new clothes. She promised this hundred dollars and that wasn't even, at the time, I could have had a new wardrobe, probably. And, um, and I, didn't, I didn't lose weight. I didn't diet. I couldn't diet. And so she finally said, well, here's the money. Maybe this will be incentive for you. But it was not. And uh, I remember um, when my husband was still around, I was eating my breakfast or I don't know what meal it was, actually. And um, I tried not to gobble it. I tried to eat it slowly. And to my embarrassment, he said, you're like a whore with a male member, but he didn't say male member. And I was deeply wounded. Well, anyway, um, I was afraid to leave that marriage because I had so much fear about uh, finances. So he left and... Uh, uh, so I was a single mom and uh, I kept gaining more and more weight. 
and I had to, uh, he very, my ex-husband very generously paid my tuition so I could get a college education, so I could support myself better. And I was terrified, terrified of going back to school 18 years after high school. And it turned out that I had, I graduated with honors and I was an editor on the school paper and, uh, and I got a very nice job where they sent me to a therapist. And so I did go to my uh, Monday meeting. I could not find where in the world on the property of the church the meeting was. And finally, I saw a couple cards of the parking lot by a little building that looked like a house to me. And so I went there and that was the OA meeting. That was my first meeting. And they sat in a circle. Oh, that was just excruciating for me. How could they sit in a circle and not have a table to hide their bodies in Overeaters Anonymous meeting? So um, I related to the stories and I kept coming back, but I didn't like the fact that they had a 10 minute break when people would get up from the chairs and socialize and have a little coffee because I didn't want anybody to come near me or talk to me. And finally, after a couple of meetings, I don't remember how long, I decided to work the program and I got a sponsor and I called her every day for 30 days. Now, I don't know why, 30 days. I don't know where I heard that, but I stopped calling and she never gave me a food plan. Um, I don't even know what we talked about. Must have been, I must have committed my food. So uh, I lost weight. I was, uh, could have worn a pencil skirt again and uh, I was in my glory. And I was speaking at meetings and telling everybody uh, how much I weighed all through my life. And I did give someone, uh, or I did send Judith a, a picture. Um, can someone put that up, please? It was not at my highest weight. Um, when I stopped weighing, I was 230 pounds and I know I put on more weight. So, um, okay, I'm still on, I see. Um, where was I? Okay. So um, at one point I uh, got a um, test for hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. And uh, I went into that doctor's office and stayed there the entire day. And each hour I had to drink this disgustingly syrupy, sweet liquid and then they would take blood from me and then I had to repeat and I just sat in the doctor's office the whole day and of course the chairs were hard and I wasn't comfortable but when I left the office finally uh much later um I said well I've had all that sugar I'm gonna go have some of my favorite stuff and it was the middle of winter it was freezing cold it was windy and I went to the ice cream shop and asked for my favorite flavor, and they didn't have it. And then I, they got a delivery, and the delivery man left the door open. I was the only customer in this place. 15 minutes people, after. Thank you. And uh, let's see, the only customer in the place, and somebody was bringing in uh, merchandise through the open door. And uh, still, I sat there, and I ate that ice cream that was not my favorite flavor. And my higher power had given me a lot of opportunity because of those, because of the cold, because of the 
not my flavor and because of uh, the, the door being open. But I ignored my higher power. And uh, I went out and I finally um, stopped going to meetings. And um, I got a, a nice promotion. I got a new job, but it was a place where the public would come into a counter. And we had a kitchen um, that was off to the side. And uh, that could be seen from the counter. And when I was abstinent, I, of course, I never went in there except to get a cup of coffee. And I'm a secret eater. And uh, so I knew I was in big trouble, first of all, because candy bars were for after lunch. But when I, after I lost my abstinence, I uh, had, a, had candy bars in the morning. And then somebody brought in a goodie and left it in the kitchen. And I didn't care who saw me eat it. And my coworkers knew what I was doing uh, when I was active in OA. And uh, I think they were glad to have me back uh, because, um, well, never mind that. But anyway, so um, I decided that I was going to go back to OA. So I called someone and I'd like to note that nobody called me to say that, where are you? Are you coming back? And uh, so uh, I try, but I don't always get in touch with people who have left meetings, but that is important <clears throat> to do that. So um, where was I? Okay. Uh, I came back to OA and I went to a meeting that I'd heard about, which was new. And I thought nobody would know me, but there they were, the same people that had been at that Monday meeting, some of them anyway. And they were in a sponsor line and they were sharing how much weight they had lost. And one woman said she had lost 40 pounds since March. And this was in September. And uh, I said, well, I've gained 40 pounds in a month or, or, or since March. And uh, you know, I, that's, that's wrong. I need to do whatever these people are doing. So um, I got a sponsor that night. I called and reported my food in. I worked the steps, which I had not done before. And I don't call my first go around in OA or, or my um, a relapse because I really wasn't abstinent in the OA way. And uh, I just wanted to sit in the meetings and listen to all the, the fat stories and, uh, and not work the program. So I really did begin to work the program. And for me, not, not everybody needs this, but I do. I weigh and I measure and I abstain from sugar products, flour products. I don't, this is me only. I don't use artificial sweeteners. And, uh, and I don't use the alcohol because of its sugar content. So um, somehow or another, the miracle happened. I used to pray, dear God, strike me abstinent, but not yet. Let me have just one more, da, 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 da. And my higher power answered my prayer. <laughs> I was not struck abstinent. So um, when I really began to work the program, and I, uh, I lost my weight again and have not put it back on in all those years. Um, I've been in OA for um, almost half my life. I came in 
uh, somewhere around 43, so do the math. <laughs> and you'll know I've been around quite a while. But um, I've had so much fun in OA with friends I, that I made who have the same disease that I have. And uh, we would go on some pretty nice trips and have parties and they were all abstinent. The best New Year's Eve I ever spent was at an, an OA member's home. And we had a great time and um, all the food was safe. And uh, anyone who was not in the program uh, had access to whatever they wanted. But um, that was a wonderful celebration. And uh, one time we rented a beach house together and just for a weekend. And uh, how many of us were there? One, two, three, four, five, five of us, I think. And um, I forgot to bring the key when we went out somewhere and uh, we were locked out. So we called a uh, locksmith. And uh, he came over pretty quickly and he said, you know, you have to show me some proof that this is your house. Well, you know, it was a rental at the shore. Come on, guy. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, the law says or whatever excuse. And uh, we said, well, wait a minute. We'll prove that this is the place that we belong to. And uh, we said, we'll tell you what's in the refrigerator. <laughs> Um, four heads of lettuce, <laughs> a couple bags of carrots and apples and grapes and things like that. And, uh, you know, that's, I couldn't have done that before describe my refrigerator, except to say, you know, uh, uh, a quarter pound of this and in the freezer, <laughs> another carton of whatever. So, uh, it's, it's been a long haul, um, and uh, it's one day at a time for me. And if anybody is a newcomer, uh, please stick around, keep coming back. And if you are a really, really newcomer, um, I suggest to anyone who comes to a, a meeting as a newcomer that uh, they pay attention to the readings at the beginning of the meeting. Um, a vision for you and what is the other one <laughs> and how it works. If you listen to that, then you'll have some idea. I was so clueless when I came into the program. I thought giving service meant volunteering in the community. So I started volunteering in the community at uh, a uh, house uh, for children who's, uh, who were ill uh, where their parents stayed with them. And then um, they talked about a program of honesty. And I thought it was cash register honesty. <laughs> no, it was not cash register honesty. It was honesty about what I am, who I am and what I am doing and um, you know, the inventory kind of stuff. And uh, so I had a lot of lessons to learn and uh, took a long time, but finally here I am. And uh, I think, oh, um, I might have said you and and uh, we when I should have said I or me. So please forgive me for that. Um, what else? What else can I talk about? Um, I have not seen the uh, before photo up yet, um, unless it's on this. It was showed two times. It was okay. I can't see it on my screen. Um, so um, 
Today, I attend a couple meetings a week. Um, this program has given me the courage to change my address from, uh, at the time I was living in New Jersey. And uh, I, despite my hesitation, okay, thank you very much. Um, despite my hesitation, I ended up coming to Mexico, to the area where I am now, um, for two months to share with a, an acquaintance a house that she had rented. And I almost did not come. And the reason I did not come was that I heard that the temperature here in the winter could go down to 45 degrees. And I thought, well, why do I need to go there? I Five minutes, Catherine. Thank you. I can freeze my butt in New Jersey. Well, I even called a realtor and said, do you have a house with central heating that's for rent? She said, what? She said, there's no central heating here. In fact, my living room doesn't even have walls. <laughs> so, so I did, my higher power got me here and I fell in love with the place. And before I came, I made sure that um, there would be an OA meeting here and there were two. And I called the contact person and asked her if she would sponsor me temporarily. And, uh, and she did, and she became my friend. And the next year I rented a place on my own and came for four months, not just two. And I had been going to Florida and uh, I could afford a month there. So Mexico was very attractive alternative for me. And I just fell in love with it. And I met people in, most of them in the 12 step programs, they became my very close friends. And uh, all because way back, I put down the food and listened to a few instructions. So if you're new or you're struggling, just keep coming back. Where else can you get help? Um, I tried so many diets and finally I was not able to uh, stay on a diet uh, from breakfast to lunch. So nothing worked for me and I threw a lot of money at people who, well, the billion dollar industry that makes money off of people who have eating disorders. And my eating is disordered. I do not have a sane relationship with food unless I keep coming back to this program. And um, I guess that's about all that I can think to say. Um, I had a lot of years to cover and I've left out a lot of things, but uh, basically, if you're new, keep coming back. If you're abstinent, do what you're doing. If you aren't abstinent, find a sponsor, work the steps, and don't expect the members to strike you abstinent. And um, also, I just want to make a comment about the spirituality aspect of this program. Um, when I came in, I was a little... Uh, uninterested because of the God word. And I found that I could replace my childhood God with uh, a higher power. And so I made over my childhood uh, God. I uh, rehabbed him and gave him a makeover. And he's with me all through the day. And also, I forgot to mention that one of the most important things that I uh, have found is 
not to eat between meals. So uh, even if someone is in a supermarket and handing out a sample of something and it's, well, I don't eat my dinner while I'm shopping or my lunch while I'm shopping, but I pass it up. And uh, if I waver from what I've been doing, I know I will be back in the clutches of this horrible, horrible disease. So as I said, keep coming back and uh, work it. You're worth it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is, no, I think there's like five minutes if anybody wants to raise their hand to ask a question from Catherine. 